Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. following program are pre-recorded Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. You're tuned to the Tech Ranch. I'm Steve Bakken and Jordan joining us, our social media guru. And of course, everywhere is all a buzz because of the Super Bowl. And of course, the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey story. Um, but non-Super Bowl related, well, technically, I suppose it is, considering she was flying over from Japan yep. to make the Super Bowl. Um, but non-Super Bowl related, technically, um, somebody's been tracking Taylor Swift's jet flights. That's right. Yeah, that's all over social media. Right. Yeah. Um, it's uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift, allegedly, her jet in 2022 was the most... Uh, or the 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 jet most responsible for carbon emissions in 2022. Okay, you can't make that up. People track that, right? That's true. And well, her legal team said, "Uh, well, hey, wait, 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 wait." Legal team. That's right. So there's social media that precipitated a legal team response. That's right. So the two main things they said about the uh, the carbon emissions of 2022 is she was not the only person using that jet. So to blame it all on her is ridiculous. Still her jet. Yeah, exactly. But number two, they said that the person uh, tracking Taylor Swift's uh, flight patterns has put her personal safety in danger by sharing that information. That is already public. Why are, are it, it's public? You can go to Flight Tracker. You, there's a lot of different apps out there. You can go celebrity jets. You can go corporate jets. You can go just airline. Tra there's a lot of different trackers out there because they have to file flight plans plans with the FAA. That's right. So public record, public knowledge. It, there's a lot of ways to track that stuff. Um, what are they worried about from a public say or, or her personal safety? That terrorists going to shoot the plane down or? Um, San Francisco, a disgruntled San Francisco 49er fan. I, I don't get it. What, how's the personal safety play into where your plane is flying? So it's, I think it's just like knowing her every move and location. Um, Swift be a celebrity. Well, that's exactly it. Swifties, uh, are, you know, some of the most, uh, uh, enthusiastic fans of any celebrity very well okay so here's the one cool thing about taylor swift though from a as you follow it on social media if you take a look at where she started and i, I knew her a little bit when she started sure and she started in the country music world that's why i got to know her a little bit and then she stepped out of country music into the pop world mm -hmm. 
Okay, great. And she had this following young girls, country, pop, everybody now. But look who the Swifties are. Right. So she still has the young girls. Right. But the Swifties go all the way up to 50s, 60s. Yes, absolutely. It encompasses every, there is no, there's no pigeonholing anybody in to go, oh, okay, well, this is her core Swifty group. Right. No, it could be anybody. Yes. I mean, when you're the biggest pop star. Mass appeal. Exactly. When you're the biggest pop star in the world, people are going to track your jet. People are going to listen to your music, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, of any age, you know, and, and especially because she does not have other than who she's dating. She doesn't have that much of an open personal life. No, right? she's no, she's actually her and her family, her mom mostly has been very, very cognizant of trying to keep her somewhat grounded. It's, yeah. And I've got a lot of respect for Taylor Swift. Um, once she left the country world, I didn't really follow her as an artist. Sure. Because I didn't wasn't into the music as much anymore. Um, but they've done a really good job of that balance between private and public. Right. And this is where I want to go on the social media side of stuff. How hard is that nowadays? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, she started like a long time ago, as you said, um, and kind of had the appeal of almost like she's a she's a people person. She's of the people, right? You know, she was writing her own songs. Her, her first couple of records were a hundred percent written by her, all of her country songs, which is great. Magic notebook. And she was writing since she was a little, little girl. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, and just because she didn't really, you know, share all of her personal information back then and still became, you know, such a superstar. I think she has that luxury of not oversharing online. Right. So, well, once she became a pop star, don't undersell the, okay, everybody she's dated and broke up with got a song written about that. Absolutely. And I mean, that's, that's her brand is that she is, uh, you know, emotional and exactly. To her, to her, to the Absolutely. It makes feel just like them. If you can project yourself onto a celebrity and be like, they're like me, see, that's the way, that's that's the Taylor Swift appeal, in my opinion, is that you can see something that you like about Taylor Swift in yourself and vice versa. So going back to the jet. Yeah. You know, and I'm kind of surprised that this is kind of blown up on social media. Yeah. And the legal team that's involved saying this is a personal say, I'm like, are we forgetting about all the layers of security that already exist at an airport. Right. So so what are you worried about? I, because the minute she walks off a plane, somebody's going to know that she, Taylor's in my town. Right. So that part of it doesn't matter. No. So if somebody figures out a half hour before you're going to be there, who cares? Right. Yeah, exactly. It's it, so. For example, this same kid uh, was tracking the flights of DeSantis, Kim Kardashian. Uh, you know, because yeah, this is a kid that was right. doing this. And, yeah, and she wasn't the only one. Right. So this is right. So exactly like following Donald Trump's plane and DeSantis's plane and Kim Kardashian's plane and Kylie Jenner's plane. It's those are all public interest, and those are all people that are huge public figures at any given time. Those people are not. Uh, suing this child <laughs> for for tracking those planes, right? You, so, you know what this kid didn't track? What's that? My plane. That's true. I don't have one. That's right. That's right. Not anymore. <laughs> no, I never did, dude. Okay, okay. <laughs> Not Marlo. Come on, modest. I'm a <laughs> so, I mean, now what's being talked about is the fact that she is flying from Tokyo to uh, the the Super Bowl. I watched the Super Bowl. Right. 
And it's your boyfriend's playing in it. Right. It's hard. Right. Uh, you know, a 12-hour flight from Japan to Vegas. And, you know, so they, they do this thing called carbon credits where a lot of celebrities on their behalf will buy carbon credits. It's actually a shorter flight on it if you're on the right private plane. That's, yeah, that's true. That's why you take private planes. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I, uh... That's why I take my private plane, honestly. It's just, it's so much quicker to get across town. A drone. Yeah, I also have a helicopter and a jet ski. It's not a big deal. They're all solid gold. (laughs) But just to say, um, the fact that this is such a public interest is such an interesting thing for me because just looking at the social media and all the backlash and how the Swifties are coming at this person and then, you know, people that like the analytics and the social media side of it are like on the side of the person posting these things, right? So just to say, like, the fact that this is what everyone on the internet is talking about right now is absolutely bananas to me. You know, um, when you start looking into some of the metrics with this, because I, I want to get a little bit into some of the conspiracy theories surrounding Taylor Swift. Of course. And the Super Bowl and who she's dating. And um, so there's two camps out there, kind of two conspiracy theory camps that I've been following a little bit on social media. One is... Oh my gosh, if Kansas City wins the Super Bowl, is Travis Kelsey going to propose at the 50-yard line to Taylor Swift after the game? Okay, that's one camp. And the other is, okay, if Kansas City loses the game, is that going to be why they break up and he's going to get a song written about him? He's going to get a whole album if they well, break he up. He might get an album. But, but okay. And it's all amusing to me because I'm trying to figure out where social media has gotten to. And and we've discussed this in the past that, you know, I kind of miss the days when people would just post what they were having for dinner. Right. And then we've talked about the influencer side of things. Yeah. And now, you know, where social media has gone, it's, there's a conspiracy theory for everything so there's a a yin and a yang and you know me i like things in balance and equilibrium and if there's a this then there's a that and now that's just a whole lot of this and that right it it it, it's so inundating and a lot of it's because of the taylor swift stuff that's going on right now because what's missing usually this time of the year and the lead up after the the Super Bowl teams are set are okay. Who's playing in the Super Bowl and social media is a wash with those two teams and information about those two teams and stuff from their fans and the fan base and the venue and the NFL and the teams. And they're all inundating social media commercials. Does it seem quiet this year? And like just, just Super Bowl stuff because it seems like it's, Super Bowl stuff and Taylor Swift. So Super it's Bowl. Taylor Swift and, oh, by the way, there's a Super Bowl game. And the, it's the election year. So there's a lot yeah. to talk about. There's a lot to bog down social media at the right. moment. Yeah. I mean, if you look at like the Twitter homepage, I'm sorry, X homepage, the Reddit homepage, these are the things that are trending. on Twitter. It's okay. I, it's, it's Twitter. Too. I asked Elon. He said it was okay. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm sure he's fine with it. Um, but anyway, just to say, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it is less of a... Uh, Super Bowl as far as social media is concerned and more of a, it's like 
promotion for Taylor Swift's new album, which is coming out on the 19th of February on, I imagine, uh, like Columbia Records or something. I have no idea. Um, and that's some free promo from me to you, Taylor. If you're listening, what's up? I'd like a song too. It used to be Big Machine. That was going to say Big Machine, yeah. I don't know if it still is. I Probably that's Sony country, but yeah, I think Sony's got rights to everything. Um, or Universal Music Group for sure, because all of that stuff just got taken off of TikTok, if you recall. Right. And Swifty fans are very upset about that as well. That's a music group. Yeah. Uh, so you bring up a great talk because given social media where it's at right now, does it mean that events have kind of morphed into not necessarily about the event, but about the social media aspect of the event and the social media aspect has actually become bigger than the event. Yeah, absolutely. It's free press. That's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I like the guy during the Grammys that climbed the, the sphere. Yeah, absolutely. It's that was social media play. One Oh one. The belt. I, you know, we'll talk about that. Free super talk. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk of the town on Super Talk 1270. Social media has become bigger than life in a lot of regards. In fact, at least it's become bigger than the events. Uh, so, Jordan. We're talking a little bit about the Super Bowl and how, to me, it just seems quiet this year. It's not about the Super Bowl. It's about the social media aspect of connected to the Super Bowl because, and I think this is part of the problem. So the event itself, okay, everybody watches it on TV, but some of those bigger events, which people used to go to, Mm -hmm. gets to go now. I, I was just reading uh, one box suites over $2 million. Uh, well, we going to pull our money and go? No, tickets are ridiculous. And it's all corporate. And yeah, NFL, Major League Baseball is a little different. NHL is a little different, but right. NBA for sure. Yes, absolutely. And the NFL has gotten that with the signature event yeah. that they priced fans out. And with very few fan tickets, um, unless you're rather affluent. It's gone to corporate seating. Corporations buy a lot of these seats. And so I think the connectivity for a lot of people has changed from, okay, that event is great, but uh, I'm stuck watching it at home. I have no shot whatsoever to ever go to the game um, or an NBA final or the Super Bowl. But um, okay, I can live it on social media. Right. Yeah, vicariously. That's kind of where we've... So so the social media aspect in a lot of regards has gotten larger than the event itself. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, just... Social media used to be a tool. It used to be, okay, you pick up the social media stuff to promote the event. Well, the event's promoting social media now. 
Yes, exactly. Well, and it's an interesting thing, right? So if you think about like how Super Super Bowl commercials used to be a thing in which, you know, you wouldn't see them until the Super Bowl. But now for the past like five or six years, they've been rolling, you know, a week before on YouTube exclusively before the actual event, right? So now but you can't even you look forward. actually have to watch the event to watch the commercial. Exactly. But now they've got free advertisement in many, many ways for a different demographic than would normally watch football, right? All eyes on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Um, is it rigged that the Bigger Chiefs... the event, maybe? Is it rigged that the Chiefs are at the Super Bowl? No, they are a good team. That's truly the thing. This is not their first Super Bowl, you know, even okay, recently. So that conspiracy theory, the NFL has not become the WWE? I would like to say no, because if you think about, like, sportscasters and people that speculate on sports, if it was rigged, we would know about it. They would not shut up about it, you know? Uh, to to say that the uh, the National Football League is an organization that is organized, hilarious, impossible. <laughs> okay, so, but there's pieces around that, I think, where if you're one of those conspiracy theorists and tie in the social media to all of this, um, Taylor Swift. Yeah. She's got a brand new album coming out. She sure does. It's right around the corner. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, all choreographed in conjunction with the Super Bowl. Sure. Usher, who's really not an artist anymore. He is a producer and works behind the scenes more. When's the last time you've heard Usher? It's well, it's been a while. You know, it's... But he's got a new album coming out. Sure. In conjunction with his halftime performance. Well, that's... that's and it's all over social media. So... Yeah. That's the best way to promote your artist is if you know. So if who's the NFL picking for the halftime show and this and this, I, I'm a little remiss to think that there's not some buy-in behind the scenes of, oh, okay, uh, you're going to be a halftime show because you got an album coming out and it's all choreographed. That All of that's tied together. Maybe the game itself isn't. Right. But well, yeah, all the stuff around it. Sure. It's all for the the sake of social media, which has actually become bigger than the event in a lot of cases. Well, of course. I mean, to to throw your artist who hasn't put out like a really wildly successful record in, in like, you know, a decade and a half on the halftime show to promote a new album. You know, he's been doing touring for the past couple of years post-COVID uh, to get people excited about seeing Usher again, right? You know, he's always been kind of one of those guys in pop and hip hop that is interesting to watch. He's got a good stage show. Um, but just to think about like, of course, that's what would happen. You know, you're promoting a new album that from an artist who, like I said, hasn't really put out anything noteworthy in a, in quite a while. So, I mean, I don't know if that's so much a conspiracy theory as it is just good old fashioned marketing. And if <laughs> okay. Um, but social media has become good old fashioned marketing. Well, exactly. Yeah. So these advertisers that used to be paying, you know, $3 million for a 15-second Super Bowl spot, all they have to do is spark uh, some sort of controversy online. That's free advertisement because everyone's talking about it. Then it's trending. And so they have had to do almost no legwork, right? Um, it's interesting, too. So I was thinking about this recently. Are you familiar with the uh, the canned water brand Liquid Death? So that their whole marketing thing is that it's number one, it's in a can and it's recyclable. And number two, it's the shock value. They had to do almost no, like no sort of marketing. A lot of their marketing is just comments from people being like, this is disgusting. You're promoting such evil things. You know, that's free advertising, even if it's quote unquote negative press. So this whole thing with the Taylor Swift being jet set or whatever, you know, it's uh, 
it's been a thing that's been talked about, but is resurfacing very recently. So her name is coming up a lot more. And since her fan base is still so dedicated to her in every sort of way, no, basically no matter what's going on, you know, it's, it's interesting. Okay. So you bring up a great point on the marketing side of stuff. And, and, you know, we're talking about how events maybe take a backseat to the social media aspect. Uh, Grammys. Uh, oh yeah. Recently. And the there was this big onus put on the sphere, which I should have Marlo talk about this because I just like hearing him try to say sphere. Um, but big onus put on the sphere. And then what happens? For a social media stunt, some guy free climbed the sphere. Yep. He was probably doing just fine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, and award shows, you take them or leave them. I, I prefer to leave them. Um, but, what was the bigger story in social media? It was the guy that climbed the sphere. Right. The Grammys were, uh, yeah, sure. But it, the guy that climbed the sphere. Yeah. That yeah. was the story. That was the, the buzz for whatever that little window of, of cycle. Was. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what a, what a strange thing to do. Even if it's just like, if that was guerrilla marketing for some sort of other thing, weird, super strange. I would like to see Marlo climb the sphere. I'll have to ask him about that. Okay, absolutely. I think he should. <laughs> Just get him a couple of toilet plungers and a, you know. <laughs> some spider Marlo. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So, you know, it was funny. I, I saw this uh, little meme that popped up about Yeti. And, and it was hilarious because they were talking about, okay, well, two guys spitballing or three guys spitballing a room oh, yeah. at, at the conference table you saw it too yeah absolutely yeah, it's like wow yeah how are we going to compete with a 36 dollar cooler with a cooler it's uh, it, well we'll we'll overprice it. It, it but it was the shock and awe yes of course like oh hey yeti yep yeah i guess <laughs> there's a and, but it became a thing yeah yeah and where did yeti start and whether it's yeti or some of the copycats like arctic yeah or some of the other ones they all started at social media right Exactly. They that, got a buzz. The resurgence. We've talked about this with Stanley. The resurgence yes. with Stanley. Um, it's the social media buzz. That's true. So social media, whether it's on the marketing side of it or not, uh, because the marketing piece that goes around these big events. Right. The social media has gotten bigger than a lot of the events or a lot of the products. Or it, right. that's the buzz. It's not, oh, and by the way, buy my cooler. Right. Or, oh, and by the way, there's a game on. Right. You know, it's it's who's in the skybox. Yeah, you know, what corporation is paying for them in the skybox instead of paying for the advertisements? You know, well, and they've been doing that for a long time. Oh yeah, there's an avenue for it because you know you get that corporate skybox and okay, what celebrity who is a buzz right now? Right, we want in their scene so that they're reporting that I was in the corporate so and such skybox. It's all connected now. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Without apology, the regular Joe show with Joe Giganti weekday evenings at nine on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. 
Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. So the Apple Vision Pro with the ability to basically a heads-up display, mm-hmm. augmented reality side of things. Um, and you can integrate. So if you have three devices, so you've got your iPhone. This is all i-specific, mm-hmm. Apple-specific. iPhone, iPad, and your MacBook. Mm-hmm. And you can do different things on all of them at the same time through the Apple Vision Pro, correct? Yeah, I believe you can. In theory, mm-hmm. you can connect your Vision Pro to your laptop, basically, and take your laptop. Because right now, if you've got the Apple devices, you can sync them so they're all, you're working on all of them. Right, yeah. It doesn't matter which one you're on. It's seamless. You pick up your, start something on your phone, and you're like, okay, set it down. I need something else. Like you go on your iPad, and you can pick right up where you left off. Right, yeah. If I'm doing a paper for my master's degree, and I have a website that I pulled up on my phone while I was sitting on the couch. It's like, well, now I got to go to the computer. Yeah, it's, the print's too small. I need to read yep. it, so. There's a little icon on the left, lower left. It says, open your your phone browser. Boom. And I get all my. Wow, that's cool. Um, you get your airdrop. You can send stuff all the left and right. Wait till Android gets that. Um, yeah, it's um, kind of goes back to that um, early on scare tactic that was going around saying, watch out for your kids' phone because this new um, was it near device locality? They can take all your kids' contact information. Well, it's a little bit more complex. Yet you have to physically agree to share information across devices. So if I'm in my own little bubble at home, I don't have to worry about anybody else getting access to it because I'm the one instigating it all, and I know what I'm doing. Um, the random guy walking down the street is not going to be able to. Yeah, and you're not letting the random guy walking down the street into your house. Right. Hopefully. Absolutely. <laughs> So, okay, so, but, but that brings up some interesting security stuff because Apple's got some different security out there now. Right. You, um, one thing with the Apple Vision Pro is that, and I don't know enough about this other than the stories, that some people are forgetting the passwords or the pins that they set up when they set up their device, but they can't figure out how to reset the password because there's no easy way to do it on the device itself. Because the device is locked. Yeah, and it's like, so oh, you got to come in to the Apple store and we'll erase it and reset everything for you. Well, that's so, incredibly inconvenient. It is. And particularly the whole erase it feature. Now I can understand if it's that feature being there. Cause I have some, well, part of it's app based though, right? Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Cause there is, Cause I, I would think you would have an Apple vision pro app that you on your phone or on your computer. Well, there's an Apple support app. Right. That, that you can do a lot of stuff with. Yeah, you should be able to read. I forget my password. I go to here and go into here. Um, but then I have a situation where some people have brought in iPads to recycle. And we're going to refurbish them. But they're still logged into their iTunes. You cannot erase these things no matter how hard you try. Because we don't have the original password. Really? Yep. And it's, it's, so at some point, you actually have to go to Apple and prove who you are before they'll even remotely consider changing it. Because it's basically, we don't know how to get into your stuff. So you're an iPhone guy. So that brings up an interesting point because with the iTunes account, because I would think that most people just, they have the iTunes account, which Mm -hmm. is kind of the fear for the devices. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have one password for all the same devices because you're logging into the iTunes store, not the device specifically. So Right, when you log into the device 
and then the, the store is there afterwards. And you can set it up to require a password every time. It's been a while. Um, I use Face ID for everything um, just because it's easier than remembering my password. And it adds an extra layer of security because only my face can open the phone. Um, so if nobody else knows my password, I'm the only one that can open my phone. And so there's supposed to be like an eye verification thing going on, like a retina scan going on with these vision pros. I don't know enough about it. I'm assuming that a workaround will show up because I can reset the passwords for my iTunes account and my phones. As long as I have access to another device, if I don't have access to my account on a computer or an iPad or a watch and my phone is locked and I can't get into it, I can't get into it for you. You're screwed. Yeah. So I like that safety feature. But then again, if something happens, it's like you're locked out. So you always have to have a, another trusted device. I think Google does it as well. I had somebody come in and they couldn't get into their um, Google account on their laptop. And it's like, well, according to this, it's tied to whatever this phone is. Well, I don't have that phone anymore. Well, that's your recovery phone. And, and so, you didn't go in and change what your recovery method was. Right. So you have to use that phone to get, regain access to your account. It's like, well, c- what can you do for me? It's like, I can erase your computer um, or you can call Google because <laughs> that's not on your computer. That's Google. Um, yeah. I even had one person come in and I was setting up a new account for her because she needed an account set up. And I said, okay, it needs a birthday. So I don't use my real birthday. Um, here's the fake one I use. It's like, you need to give me your real birthday. Why? I don't want them to have that. I'm not that old. It's like, it's not, it's not about ageism. It's not about that. If you don't give me your real birthday and you're locked out, you'll never, you'll never get back in because you gave me fake information and Apple will have fake information that cannot verify your identity. Never use a fake birthday, period. Because they're cross. So a lot of the security now, which is a little bit more encompassing and it's getting into the facial recognition mm-hmm. software and all that stuff. But they're pulling from a, a larger database to verify who you are. Absolutely. Whether it's your DMV records or, you know, that birthday, you know, right up to and probably including your social security number. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, the information's out there. Yeah, there's a new um, secure feature um, in one of the new iOS systems a trusted location where if you're at home or at work and the phone device knows that that's where you're trusted, it's going to assume that it's you with the phone trying to get into it. And so you can get into it easy peasy. But if you're not at one of those trusted locations, locations. Um, you have to go through a couple of different steps. So if I'm at Starbucks and um, Kyle, when my credit card company says, hey, um, did you mean to buy this in Peoria? It's like, well, I'm in Peoria right now. It's like, or I'm not in Peoria. They had that secure thing. I remember that. Um, backtracking a little bit. So yeah, you have to use your facial face ID to get in. And then you have to wait like maybe another hour to get in again if, if you have it that locked down. And my wife was like, hey, let's look into maybe doing this. It's like, you're going to have to get rid of your passcode and use face ID exclusively. She's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to do mm-hmm. that. So I think, I like Face ID. 
Um, I was trying to get into my son's medical account the other day and she's like, the password's not working. It's like, well, I must've changed it. Well, what is it? I don't know. I use face ID. Well, then I'm not getting in there, but I do have the password stored somewhere. Um, but it's just, I don't type it in all the time. Uh, so going back to the Apple vision pro and it, incredibly integrative with the other systems that Apple provides. So yeah, right now from a technology perspective, I'm thinking, wow, this is innovative. Um, but what I've been catching myself doing lately is like, wow, that's innovative. And then six weeks later, well, that was boring. Next. Correct. Um, Apple Vision Pro is, is it going to be around for a while? Who knows? Um, I go back to the uh, Google Glass and we'll just end with yeah. that. It's like, what happened to Google Glass? Everyone thought, oh, this will be great. It's a coaster somewhere around, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Didn't last long either. That, no. that was the other thing. Technology moves so fast that either it catches right away or it doesn't get time to not catch. Right Aid. Super Talk. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Welcome to February 12th on the National Day calendar. Today, we're delving into a traditional British dessert and taking some time to declutter our digital spaces. Despite its name, plum pudding, a staple in traditional British holiday feasts, doesn't actually contain plums. Instead, it's a steamed or boiled dessert packed with raisins or currants, which were known as plums in pre-Victorian times. This rich and fruity concoction is often made weeks in advance and set alight with brandy before serving. On National Plum Pudding Day, we appreciate this historic dessert that's become a festive symbol. So let me get this straight. It's currants, not plums, but they didn't change the name to currant pudding. They just left the plum on there. Pretty much. That's what it seems like. Have what? you ate plum pudding? No. Have you? I have. And? I'm not a big fan. I mean, but I'm not a big fan of raisins. I'm still figuring out. Oh, I love raisins. So, and currants are kind of raisin, I guess, but were known as plums at one time. So this is really interesting to me. I'm going to have to have some plum pudding because it's got raisin. Shifting from the culinary tradition of plum pudding, we turn to a modern day necessity, maintaining our computers. Computers are integral to our personal and professional lives, but they can easily become cluttered with unused files and programs. National Clean Out Your Computer Day, typically observed on the second Monday in February, is a reminder to take time to delete unnecessary files, update software, and generally keep our computers in top computer shape. uses it as its high-speed storage unit and information holding device. Hmm. You have a brain. So what are you doing to celebrate this day? Are you cleaning out your computer? Well, it's a good day to do that. And I, you are ultra-organized, so I can about imagine yours is always really clean, but uh, I always have... I download so many things to good time to clean all that stuff out, right? So that's your excuse for being behind your computer for the past three <laughs> hours? 
Yeah. <laughs> it takes a long time to delete all those files. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm Latoya Johnson. I'm Marlo Anderson. Thank you for joining us as we celebrate every day on Destination Celebration. It's better than throwing the computer away, right? That's true. And so it begins. I'm Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. Ready or not? Tax season is upon us. ABC News business correspondent Alexis Christophoros says a good place to begin is to find everything you'll need and get it organized. You just want to make sure you have all your paperwork in one place, uh, any tax deductions that you think you might qualify for uh, throughout the year. Uh, all pay stubs, your W-2 forms, W-4 forms, have them at the ready so you're not searching, uh, looking for those as you prepare your taxes. Then decide if you're going to file your own return or if you think you're going to need to get some help. Sometimes our taxes are easy enough so that they're simple and uh, pretty straightforward. You might be able to do your own taxes if that's the case by using some tax prep software. Some of them are even free. Things like Cash App Taxes, TurboTax, even H&R Block uh, offers free online preparation if you qualify. Now, take a breath. You've got this. With today's tax tip, Daria Albinger, ABC News. Talk of the town. Local, interesting. A lot of things going on with flood insurance in the Bismarck-Mandan area and some things you need to know concerning the Missouri River and some changes that have taken place and, well, are you even going to be able to get flood insurance? Community events. Home Builders Association Parade of Homes going on started yesterday. We'll get the update on that as well this weekend on Super Talk 1270. Community organizations. I'm Steve Bakken, along with Sarah Kelsch from the Bismarck Cancer Center. But I want to talk about the mission and where the mission has gone for those that that are served, that are dealing with the cancer fight. What's going on in our community? That's Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. If you missed the show, check out the podcast on demand on the Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Talk of the Town thanks our sponsors. Big Boy, Dakota Pharmacy, Benchmark Mortgage, Trademark Realty, Silver Ranch, Peak Automotive and Service, and Runnings. Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken, Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270. Mobile app. This is the Pet Minute. I'm Steve Dale. A great Valentine's Day gift for your best pal with four legs or feathers. Next. Beringer Ingelheim Animal Health wants you to know that your dog can be at risk of heart disease. By screening for a heart murmur, abnormal heart rhythm, or heart enlargement, your veterinarian will be able to diagnose and possibly treat these signs earlier. There are medications that can help delay the onset of congestive heart failure or manage the symptoms of heart failure once diagnosed. Talk with your veterinarian to see if your dog is at risk and schedule that ever-important annual exam. Early detection is best. Fear Free is an initiative first begun by veterinarians to lower fear, anxiety, and stress, and it's taken off like a rocket ship. Now there's even a website for you called Fear Free Happy Homes where you get trusted information to keep your pets well. Fear Free. It's fearfreehappyhomes.com. For the Pet Minute, I'm Steve Dale. Talk of the Town, weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. AM Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Again, Talk Lineup is on Super Talk 1270. Check out the program schedule at supertalk1270.com and on the free Super Talk 1270 app. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Well, my favorite AI just got better. You have more than one? Of course, I have more than one. Favorite? I've got multiples. Not even sure why you would ask me that. Well, I AI is AI, right? Well, I keep trying all the others. Okay, you know, and and I I will say so. ChatGPT is my favorite, uh, but I'll, but that was the well, first one you were first one. So there's a familiarity factor. Yeah, uh, and I've tried the others. I mean, I've, I I use Bard occasionally. I think Bard is a little more conversational, you know. And Bard is Google's AI. And hi, Bard. I think the war doing? is going to be really between Bard and ChatGPT. Okay, so I I do Google and Google and Microsoft. Yeah, basically. You know, uh, although I'm not even sure Apple. Well, they're they're jumping into the game. I know they are, and it well, those are the big three. three. Yeah, those are the big. But three. they're they're kind of a latecomer to it now. Yeah, you but, know? but but they've you know the Apple Vision Pros. Yeah, yeah, they've kind of been going down a different road. They have just you know with the augmented reality and the virtual reality, yep. and instead of the AI reality, because I'm going to call AI a reality. Okay, because I don't think I'm wrong in that. Sure. It's the AI reality. Yeah. It's really interesting what's going on. Well, let's get back to ChatGPT for a second, and then we can get to the other things. We're favorite. Um, Same into the program. And you're the one that, you're the one that just brought this up. The, not uh, Yarbo this time. No, uh, not Yarbo. Speaking of which, though, we need to get a, we really need to get a hold of them now. Yarbo. The, you just brought this up, the GPT store. Yeah. So this is interesting. And so how does that work? Because I'm thinking, okay, chat GPT, and I've been on it a little bit, and it's like, okay, it's artificial intelligence, but why do you need a store? So it, it is interesting, right? I, I've, I've always thought that myself. Why aren't they just integrated? And they do integrate some things now. So if you were to upload an image, for example, if you if you pay for chat GPT and you have version 4 or whatever the latest build is now, I guess it's version 4 build whatever, right? And you uh, upload an image, it'll actually look at the image and say, hey, that's Marlo and Steve sitting in front of their microphones. and Or they'll say it's a couple of radio talents or whatever it is, right? It'll analyze the photo and do that. That's something that it didn't do two months ago. So they keep adding these features that are kind of built in. But what the GPT store does is take that to the next level. So if you want it to read, you know, if I were to upload... A, in that file area, like a hundred page PDF, it would spit it back and say, I'm, I'm sorry, Marlo, I can't read a hundred pages of, of a PDF, but there are GPTs that other people have developed that somehow or another. Now, if you install that, if you go and click on it in the chat GPT store and allow that to, to uh, be part of that window 
uh, then it will work. So is it more of a sharing service? Except there's a price tag to it. I don't think. So you're renting somebody else's idea? I think this is, yes, a little of all of that, right? I mean, people have ideas. They've built their own GPTs. Hey, it'd be really cool if it did this. If you think of it like an Ift or a Zapier, and Zapier, I think, integrates into it now, too. Uh, So if you do this, then it'll do that type of thing, right? That's what Zapier and Ift do. So you can use AI to run stuff and integrate with stuff and and these gpts actually so if you wanted to for example um and i'm just there's probably something out there for this already but if you wanted to automatically um every document that you upload into a google folder for example on your google drive uh you want uh chat gpt to analyze it and correct any mistakes or whatever, then there would be a GPT that you'd install with Zapier that then would pull it over and it would do this automatically in the background, right? As as an example, right? If you, um, what the heck did I do the other night? And I used, oh, um, there's all kinds of, uh, I shouldn't say all kinds, there's probably about a dozen right now AI GPTs or for chat GPT that will help you build apps. So I started playing with one actually just last night. That's what it was, uh, a new one. And I think that these, so what they do is they integrate. So it says it's a service. Because where this started with Chet, you had to ask it very specifically the right questions. Well, you you still have to do that. It's called prompting and you have to do that all the time. But now we're getting to the point where it's like, okay, I don't have to reinvent the wheel every time because somebody else already came up with that. So I'm going to build off of what somebody else did that, or yeah, yeah, yeah. It. yeah. So this is you're you're just bringing up exactly where I was going to. It's kind of kind of great that you did that. Funny so how we do that? So I was I asked it. I ask I bring out I brought in because I was playing around with maybe how do I build this out, and it can do web apps or or uh, mobile apps or websites. This particular GPT. So I asked it a question, and it came back and said it can't do that. Would you like to try it again? Yes, I would. And and I'm I'm actually talking into ChatGPT. I talk to it a lot now because it, it talks back, answers me politely and usually mostly correctly. Than your kids, unlike you. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, you're gonna love this. Yeah, you and I just go off and squirrel. Uh, Steve AI. Steve AI. There's an AI that uses your name. They didn't ask me. I'm just saying. Steve.ai. Steve.ai. You want to check it out. Actually, it actually converts text to video or websites to video, URLs to video. So it'll go and it'll go and and um it'll go spider your website or whatever, spider your blog. Um, and then it'll create a video from it. I I uploaded a little script of mine in there and it actually did a okay job. My favorite Steve is actually the great white shark memes. Oh yes. Yeah, those are great too. So anyway, uh, back to the building of the app. So it couldn't do it. And then it, then it said, um, you might be asking it too difficult a question to create what you want to create. What you need to do is go boom, 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 and do this and ask specific, more specific, less you know, questions and then build them on top of each other. This is what ChatGPT is telling me. And then it says, would you like to, would you like to start? And I've said, yeah. And all of a sudden, ChatGTP sends this particular service a more precise, uh, smaller request, and it did it. 
And then, and then it asks again, would you like to continue? Yes. Well, of course. Boom. And it did it again. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So it's the point now where it's actually telling it's you. It's actually telling me how to prompt, prompt itself. To... Isn't that hilarious? I'm sorry you asked me the wrong question. Why don't you ask me this instead? And then it became fully aware. Would you like me to ask myself <laughs> this question? Yes, please ask yourself this question. I give you permission to do so. Oh, that. That is... I thought that was interesting. It's interesting and scary and all at the same time. Because is it going to get to the point where it's just going to not even ask you for permission? It's just going to say, um, you know, you didn't ask the question correctly. This is how I would ask it, and I'm just doing that. What are you okay. doing, Dave? You're asking the wrong question, Dave. <laughs> Dave, what are you doing? So there's a... And I guess there's thousands of GPTs already... And what's interesting is I think of it like the app store at the app stores on both Google and Apple at one time were, you know, maybe a dozen or 50 apps. And now there's almost 2 million in both stores. And it's because it was opened up and then Google and Apple figured out a way that they could monetize those and take a percentage of it. And this is probably what's going to happen with, with uh, ChatGPT and other AIs as well. Oh, if they're building off of other people's stuff, how fast is this going to pop? Oh, oh my goodness. This is going to be Because it's, it's AI helping to build these things. So, yeah. of course, it's going it's to be a lot faster than what the App Store ever was. It took 10 years to get to 2 million. It's going to be eight months for that to happen here, I think. It's crazy how fast these GPTs are being built. Super Talk 1270. Talk of the town on Super Talk. 1270. So what I have noticed about the infrastructure thing, Steve, is that, especially at hotels, what, where do you think is the new Lyft Uber pickup spot? Not the front desk? Where people used to smoke. Oh. I have noticed that these smoking areas that they have had outside, that they've, they've made those smaller. And for whatever reason, now Lyft and Uber is the new place. Uh, that's taken that spot. So is that I because think, you get a smoking good deal compared to only like, my vehicle? Yeah, or? I just laugh about it every time because I see people, you know, huddled out where where uh, they have the the smoking signs, you know, on the outside of a hotel lobby or whatever, right? And then uh, they have like taped over them or put something over the top that says Lyft Uber now or whatever. And then all the poor people that are smoking, it's like, you know, they're over in Russia now about a hundred feet away from this spot. It's just, to me, it's kind of hilarious. Okay. But, but Uber and Lyft, uh, they have some quality standards on the vehicle. You can't have an old vehicle. Stuff that's correct. So yeah. I'm guessing they're not going to have a lot of vehicles that are smoking. No, I'm sure. In fact, I don't think they allow smoking in any of their vehicles. Probably so, not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that I know we're getting into the, the, the weeds a little bit with, with gig economy stuff, but, uh, well, and we would just been talking about ride shares. Yes. Uh, for the most part, there's a whole lot of other spaces in gig economy. There are. And in fact, I have a list of 32 and I know it sounds like a lot, but we won't spend a lot of time in here. Right, let, let me take some notes here. Steve's yeah. Eve's side. Eve's <laughs> ice huddles. All right. Okay, go. <laughs> there you go. So number one on the list is DoorDash. So a lot of companies, you know, especially restaurants um, that maybe don't have delivery service have, have now started to offer. Or you like have delivery service and no longer have delivery right, service right. because you used to call up, 
you know, whether it's pizza, Chinese food, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And they would have delivery driver. Yeah. And now they, they've just they removed it. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's good and bad to it. You know, I know that uh, DoorDash, you know, negotiates with the restaurant. So, I mean, you and I pay a fee for having that delivery. And then they also, the, the restaurant also pays a fee for that. I don't know if you knew that or not. My wife and I ordered Chinese food uh, the other day and I'm like, hey, just in case there's something different, because we always order the same thing all the time. Uh, and I was going to go pick it up. I might pull up the menu. She pulled up the wrong menu. She pulled up the delivery service menu for okay. that Chinese restaurant. Okay. And the prices were different. Yeah. A lot different. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing how much more it is now to have something delivered. But but if you're looking for, but people people pay it all the time. Yeah, you know. So uh, DoorDash is a new you know, normal. I it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the average person with DoorDash, um, I thought they had a list here for how much they make. Earnings vary depending on your location and demand peak uh, hours. Around lunch and dinner, of course, your per hour rates will be better if you only work when there are plenty of orders coming in. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense. So if you want to make, maybe you get an hour and a half for lunch, you know, for where you're working. Maybe you could, maybe you could pick up an extra 20 or 30 bucks delivering a couple of orders over well, your lunchtime. You know, and in bigger cities, because I know some people that have done that, they're going to go get their lunch anyway. And if they could multitask and because you can go and see where those locations to deliver are. Yeah. They're on the way going back to work, or if they're on the way and people are ordering from the same restaurant or a similar restaurant to proximity wise to where you're picking up your lunch. Yep. Why not? You know, I was uh, back in another life. I was uh, the Which kitchen, one? kitchen manager for a restaurant up in Minot back when I was really, really young. <laughs> and this guy comes in when I, I know so many things in my life, right? And uh, anyway, he uh, he comes in, and I knew him. He he was, uh, in fact, he sold me my car. He's, he was a car salesperson down at a lot just around the corner. And he goes, um, I would like to work just over the lunch hour for you here. And I'm like, well, that would that would be great. What do you want to do? I just want to do dishes. You know, this is this is somebody who puts on a suit and tie every day, and he come in. He just wanted a little side hustle, and he was the best person ever he came in there he had an hour and a half that guy cranked through the lunch hour like you wouldn't believe i was so happy to have that guy so these so people i'm just thinking on the employer side too love these side hustle type of things so you never know you can find you know there might be a restaurant around the area that you can work for an hour to make an extra buck or two as well but not his full-time day job that's and, right and so you're and not that, having to pay the benefits that go along with that and, and not aspiring to do anything more than make it's a side hustle to make a couple extra bucks to take the family on vacation or whatever it is that he wanted to do with that money right it's kind of like i used to have a change jar for that but yes nobody uses change yeah. anymore well i told you a system for that I need a side hustle i you yeah. did not yeah. use the acorn way are yes i am using acorns. acorns is fantastic you'll love acorns it's amazing how fast it adds up are you are you have you already Banked a few coins. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually adds up faster than my change jar did. I'm uh, well, thank you, Marlo. Oh, you're very welcome. Very welcome. Well, I told you, I mean, I have I have like twenty three thousand dollars in my change jar now. Yeah. That nobody can steal, by the way. Digital so, change yeah, jar. Yeah. It's crazy how much it's added up. Um Uber Eats is number two on the list. So very much like like DoorDash. Uh you can go in and, and do the same type of thing. Uh number three is Uber itself. And uh um Uber Drivers, again, the, the rate that you can make varies quite a bit depending on when you are driving um, after bar hours. For one example, 
probably the highest time, uh, you know, around here uh, where you and I live, I would because we have a small airport. I would imagine the times around when the airplanes are landing uh, or taking off are probably peak times. Uh, but if you live in Vegas, you know, every hour is probably peak time there. Well, you know, and that was actually an issue because I was mayor of one of these small towns that we uh, lived in. And uh, I would get phone calls at least once a month from somebody who was a little upset that there wasn't a taxi service. They couldn't get a lift. They couldn't get an right. Uber. And it was at a 1030 or 11 o'clock at night flight. Yes. Nobody was working at right. that point. That, right. That's why I brought up the, the downside. It is a little bit of a challenge for that. Yeah. And then, of course, the taxi service, because they don't have the kind of business they used to, probably isn't running all the time now either. Yeah, or just went out of business. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number four on the list is Grubhub. And they actually have a list. Uh, they're showing that they, uh, the average person makes 14 bucks an hour with Grubhub. So Lyft. Uh, which is the second largest rideshare service and uh, very similar to Uber. Uh, their estimated hourly wage is $17 an hour. I'm sensing a theme here. No theme. Yeah, I, I am. But, you know, the, for the, the first top probably eight or ten are delivery. They're all transportation. Transportation type. Whether it's transporting people or transporting food. Foods, yes. Or there's also transporting goods. Yeah. Because you can have groceries delivered yep. as well. Number six is Instacart. That's why it's okay. funny that you just brought that up. So Instacart shopping for and or delivering groceries. Uh, so Instacart, you become, you know, somebody who picks up those groceries and take it over. Um, 13 bucks an hour average. This one I love, by the way, and I've used this a lot, TaskRabbit. Are you familiar with TaskRabbit? No, I'm not. What's a so TaskRabbit? TaskRabbit, uh, you get paid for all kinds of tasks, right? So if you, uh, for example, I ran into a situation where I needed to get a, for National Day Calendar, needed to get a proclamation to a company, and we shipped it, and it didn't get there in time, and they needed this thing. So I actually worked out a deal. I sent a, uh, a print job over to Walmart in that area. They had, cause they had a wide format printer they could send it to. They picked it up, they bought the frame, they put it in the frame and delivered it for me. And I gave them X amount of dollars to do that. This is what TaskRabbit is for. These jobs that, you know, it can be anything from landscaping your, your place to whatever. So whatever you're good at, if you have a specialty niche, you know, for you, it wouldn't be voiceover work, Steve. No, as you no. know. So, uh, but, but I, I could think of parents, though. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm busy. I forgot to pick up my kids from soccer practice. So there's all kinds of great things that you can use TaskRabbit for, whether to make money or to hire somebody to do that. So you got to go check out TaskRabbit. If anybody needs anything picked up at Victoria's Secret, I'm in. <laughs> e. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To talk of the town on Super Talk 1270. But before we get into other workplaces, I think we're missing some things with restaurants. Yeah, we, we went down a rabbit hole with fast food. Well, you and I go down a lot of yeah, rabbit holes. Yeah, we do. But uh, yeah, we did go down the fast food route. Um, 
in a couple different spaces. But going back to the restaurant stuff, so we, we talked about the, the QR code and the menu, right. getting rid of that. But uh, how often, how long before you just order at your table? Because there's some, there's some technology that's out there now because there's also technology that you just pay your bill at the table. Right. Uh, or a server will hand you uh, this little computer that you just punch everything right in at the table. They don't have to take your card back. And, you know, there's some security things involved with that. And there's uh, the technology and the convenience. Some of this I view as a good thing. Some of it, I go to a restaurant for the ambiance, for yep. the experience and this the social side of things. So you're, having, you're going to have a problem with the robotic server? I I, I, unless they're really good conversationalists or somebody I want to engage because it's about the experience. So my wife and I'll go out to a restaurant and we'll sit down and it's the ambiance. It's everything that includes the conversation with the server and finding out what the specials are and them doing their job. Um, now the other side of that is one of the, my biggest frustrations at a restaurant because my time's valuable. Um, it's not even when you get seated and it t they're busy, they're slammed. I understand that. And it takes a while for the server to get over to you. It's when you're done with your meal and the ability to pay and leave. So the little computer that's at the table that you could just pay your bill and walk out the door. I like that because now I'm not stuck at a table killing time, making idle chit chat. Right trying to leave it's just like it, so, it has crossed my mind at some restaurants you know i couldn't be held guilty for dining and dashing because they didn't bring me the bill right I, it, it, that drives me nuts yeah. I, it just drives me nuts so i can mitigate that or i can go to a restaurant that that can be mitigated at so i see a lot of other spaces but i don't want to see surfers go away I really don't. So you have a problem with the robot coming up to your table, scanning you. Oh, it's Steve Bakken. Oh, Re you know we refer orders? Referencing your social media and noticing that you're ordering filet of fishes the last six Fridays in a row. And now it's Good Friday. So it knows all this information. And then it goes, Mr. Bakken, thank you for joining us today at the restaurant. We have, we have fish on sale today. Because it knows all this stuff about you. Okay, that you've never intrusive. never been in the restaurant before. Wow. Okay. You do you have a problem with there. that? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. And, and, and well, I'll take a half a step back. I guarantee you. I, I have a really bad habit because I'll look at the menu and, and we go to our favorite restaurants for our favorite meals most often. Yep. And I'll go to a restaurant and I'm like, oh, that looks good. That looks good. That looks... And then you order the same thing you always right, order. Right. So maybe on that level... I could be okay with, oh, I'm at the walrus and I order this every time yeah. and, and that's the, my go-to there or this restaurant and that's my good. I would probably, it would take me a while, but I would be okay with sliding into, oh, well, here's your usual order, but we have this special. Would you like to consider this or do you want your usual? Because there's also something to be said about you go to your little greasy spoon cafe or you walk into the little cottage or frites or ohms and they know you and they know what you order every time. I think the, the, the balance. I think the biggest thing with that, especially when you're with people, 
and they walk and you walk up and they're like, Mr. Bakken, would you like your usual today? I mean, there's just something about yeah. that, 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 whatever you want to call it. That It's the customer service side yeah, of things. Yeah. And I'm not going to get customer service like that from a robot. I or at least not from the point where I feel that I need to tip you on your ability to do your job well. So this is where I, I think you can get the same level of service from a robot. It's just that it's not special. It's not like an individual right. that actually remembered who you are. You know that the robot is pulling this information. Not the connection. Because, the yeah, connection. Yeah, because it just, it's getting the information gathered because it did a uh, facial scan of you and now it knows who you are and it's gathering all this information about you. We're becoming more and more of a customer service society. We are. So if you start yeah. taking away those avenues for us to interact with customer service, I think that's also a downside of some of the AI options out there or some of the technology that's coming. It, we need that interaction on a human level. Yep. And honestly, I'm not going to tip a robot unless it makes me mad and I'll tip it over. But that that's, I'm not going to tip a robot. Wow. Interesting. And then. Because you know, that's still going to be an option on. Right. On but we've also seen where AI is gotten frustrated with people not asking it the right questions right. and it responds angrily and now if i have this robot at this restaurant that didn't get tipped and it's mad at me because i didn't tip the robot i'm like i was telling all its robot friends who you are yeah all right so what do i need to do bring a, a quart of 40 weight uh, is that how you tip a robot i <laughs> seriously paradigm shifts that we haven't you know you're not supposed to make me laugh today right how do you tip a robot yeah I, because are you t at that point are you tipping the robot or are you tipping the establishment well then that's the thing you'll have to make uh, a choice and i do believe that that there will be you know five ten fifteen years from now there'll be restaurants that'll be advertising about the fact that there's their wait staff is fully human won't that be hilarious Right, because you want to have that interaction with people and, and it's marketing, yep, right? It's it's a niche, but I also believe that will be the same with banks and attorney or law firms and whatever. There will be this boutique, boutique, whatever you want to say it is a boutique, yeah, boutique industry, right? Help me out here. Depends if you got flair. Boutique, yeah, that's right, that's true. Very boutique. Good. You're but, you're kind of a boutique kind of guy. I'm a boozy kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, making you laugh now. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, you'll have these type of businesses that'll flourish because they're after the human to human interaction that goes on. But there are people, I have to admit sometimes. But we've seen this in other industries. It, it, the society we are and we are becoming is people will pay for good service. We're a customer service industry. So are you going to pay a little extra if this favorite restaurant of yours employs humans versus robots? Right, right. Yeah, because it's the customer service. But you have the other side of the, the equation too. Have you ever called somebody? See, I'm okay with fast food if it's a fast food. Or, right. You know, because now you're talking expediency. But again, going back to a restaurant. Expediency I'm, and efficiency. And efficiency. That's the thing about fast food. Right. Right. It, I, I expect that. I do it's too. fast food. I do too. If I'm going to a restaurant and sitting down with my wife, it's about the ambiance. It's the setting. It's us relaxing, not being in a rush, not uh, unless we're trying to catch a movie later, which by the way, that's going home now to get yeah, that. Isn't movie. that funny? Yeah. That yeah. Is. yeah. Weird. 
My so, wife's got this crazy thing. It's like with, she's like, we don't have to go to the theater. It's cheaper to watch the. I'm like, I but it's the experience. The, I just missed. I missed the experience. The experience. I just, you can't watch Top Gun and Top Gun Two on a little screen, right? So have have you ever called somebody, and then they actually answer the phone, and you're disappointed? Yes. Okay. So this is kind of what's interesting to me about this is because you say that because you wanted to leave a voicemail because there is efficiency in that and all that good stuff. Uh, but well, some other result, reasons I well, want to talk that to. Is I true. I that had to. Yeah. And you're listening to the Tech Ranch. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Twelve seventy. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk twelve seventy. Hello, 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 hello. Part of the reason I do that, Marlo, and answer the phone differently every time. I and I'm very careful not to say too much. I don't know if it's artificial intelligence that is calling me. Have you had this I, happen to you before already? Well, I've heard stories and. How many times do you get a phone call from, for some strange reason, it's like the three same towns in North Dakota. Uh, but how often do you get a phone call that it's just, there's nothing there. It doesn't answer. Right. Is it recording your voice? Right. Because is it going to use your voice for a scam later? Yes. So you're tuned to the tech ranch and we're talking about artificial intelligence. And, you know, that's the dark side of AI is the ability to, Oh, is it live or is it Memorex? I, I don't know if I'm talking to my grandmother because was her voice recorded and I'm now being scammed because grandma needs me to pay her parking ticket for her. Okay, forget the fact she's been dead for four years, uh, but so this, do they have her voice? This is what's going on right now. So you can go, uh, and I'll just pick on YouTube. Let's say you've got a lot of YouTube videos up, right? They can extrapolate your voice, drop it into an AI voice synthesizer and train it so that it sounds like the person that they're training it to be. Yeah, it's the inflections, the math. All of that, right? Not, and it's and, kind of the difference between thinking analog and digital. It's not a bunch of chopped up words that they're piecing together to try to form a sentence. That's correct. It's making the sentence. Yes. So it's just training you and all. It, it's training itself and all this stuff. Once that training is complete, which used to take maybe a half hour or an hour, and, and in some instances probably still does, but they're just setting it and, and leaving it until it's done. So that And then they'll go and got another one, another one, another one, another one. So they'll get all these done. And then all they have to do is because we were talking food and restaurants. So it's, it's, now it's, I'm into food. Right. Energies. Right. Yeah. It's got to cook. And, but all they have to do now is just, just, uh, I get a phone call and it sounds like it's my daughter and she's crying. She's in trouble. She needs bail. She needs whatever. She's been kidnapped. All this stuff is now possible and is happening. Okay. Now I'm thinking about 
kids because I was thinking about um, you know, Chad GPT and, and the educational side of things where they're a little worried about kids writing papers and things like that because it'll learn your writing style. Right. And now you've got me thinking the voice thing. It's like, okay, so you're a high school kid at a raging party, but you can set your phone to call your mom and check in and yeah, mom, we're fine. We're just at the movies. I'm over at my friends. It's, it's, it's possible. It's possible. And could actually interact with, you can get, hey, I had to crawl out the basement window for you. Right. Yeah. All right. Right. Yeah. So that's interesting as well. But the one thing I want to tell everybody is that if these type of scenarios happen, you should have you should have a visit with the people in your family and your friends, and you should all establish a safe word. It's the easiest way to to, to get around this. Okay, but at some point, can artificial intelligence figure out your safe word? Not if you've never shared it with anybody, but a few people. Pick something that you... Pick something that's on the wall that you're looking at it, a picture or something. That's something that's so that's interesting. No, so that would be like they say with uh, your computer password. Yeah, pick a phrase. Yeah, which can be a paragraph in some cases. So pick a phrase. I think right with the people that are around you, you need to pick a safe word because you're probably going to fall. You're probably going to get these calls, and it's it's How far out are we from these? Or are they happening now? Happening now. This is already happening. People, it just will get more prolific. Uh, as they start to dial in on the scam a little bit, but they're fearful. You know, you're going to get a call that your daughter's been kidnapped and all of a sudden they'll put your daughter on the phone and, and your daughter's going crazy. Well, this is all AI that's being, that's so we're been the security side of this. So if, if it's possible to have artificial intelligence run a scam like this then but where, not, where where's the not artificial really ai running the scam is somebody else a could be though scam i mean yeah if, 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 if you think about it to do that well but. think about how a lot of the scams are set up so they don't work on you know hey we're extorting this pipeline company for a half a billion dollars they don't most of them don't work like that yeah they or, work on, on but, yeah volume I, I got 150 bucks out of this i got right. 20 dollars out of this right it's volume yeah so at what point could they set up those scams because they're working on volume that they're going to blanket everybody? Yeah. They're, they're, you know, but, so the security but, side on the backside, it's like how long before there's a filter on my phone or an app that I download that is artificial intelligence to counteract the artificial intelligence. So there'll be some of that. I agree. I think that there will be some of that. Uh, but right now, and I think, you know, more high profile people are going to fall victim to this because it does take time to train, some, you know, an AI to fake your voice. This isn't something that can just oh, happen. Hello, hello. Yeah. So they're just not going to be able to randomly start pulling people out of a, you know, quote unquote phone book or a list of phone numbers and start randomly calling them. Because well, I'll go as far back as to, you know, answering phones. I used to go, yes. Or... I'm cognizant now when it, if I do get a call and I'm not sure, which I don't say yes or no. I don't say, yeah, I, I, I don't say things that could be replayed and, or, or potentially get you in some legal. Yeah. Except you said yes to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully nobody's recording yeah. this radio program. Yeah. Cause a lot of times it'll start like, like, uh, is this, is this Steve Bakken? Yes. Oh, now they've just recorded you saying Yes. But we've got you signing up for this right timeshare thing. Right. 
I, I don't ever say yes. Yeah. That's a very good policy. Yeah. I, that's. Yeah. It, it, well, people people it, that you don't know. Am I being overly sensitive? Maybe a little bit, but, but I. Am I being paranoid, I, Marlo? I don't think. I think these are good protocols to have in place when you're picking up a phone and you don't recognize the phone number. And this is the thing. I mean, you know, like me, for example, I get phone calls from people I don't know or that I don't have their phone number in my phone all the time, but I'm expecting a phone call. Like me. A particular, yeah, like you. <laughs> uh, but, but I'm expecting a phone call from a potential client or whatever, and they have my number, but it's not into my phone yet. So I'll answer the phone. And sometimes it is a scammer, you know, because I just pick up because I'm expecting a phone call from somebody. And uh, nothing's more aggravating than that, of course. But I think it's I think it's okay to be hyperdiligent, careful. Yeah, would be the word, and and to make sure that if you're talking to your daughter and there's something frantic going on, to ask for the safe word or have a special thing that you have in place so that you know that you can identify this person. I just think that those are really, really important things. Well, and you go back to the educational side of things within a family group and a family unit, but, you know, take a look at what uh, just rolled out in the state of North Dakota this last week. Um, Kids are going to have to learn cybersecurity. Right, right. So we're getting there. We're preparing that next generation, whether or not they listen is entirely different subject matter, but it, it is actually exciting. laying the groundwork for yeah. what's coming in the future. Yeah. So, and, and I feel good about that from a security perspective because that, that's, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. And let's not even get into, you know, uh, another question or another thing we should talk about probably in this space. Why are we, we're really focusing more on the bad than the good today, which, which I, I watch too many movies. I get we, that's we, okay. we talked about that at the beginning. I, I watched too many movies that, Bad things happen. Yeah. You know, the yeah. Matrix and but Terminator. I'm sure you've heard of the term deep fakes, right? Right. Yeah. So that's what's next. They don't call them little dividends for nothing. I'm Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. Heads up, parents. We do have uh, the child tax credits, of course, back once again which is wonderful. Accountant Janice Heyman on the child and family tax credits, but you must make sure you qualify for them. That child must be your legal dependent. They can qualify if they are living with you for at least six months of the year, and they must be under age 17. And while the credit is called child and family, it's not just moms and dads who can take advantage of them. Grandparents can also qualify. As long as they indeed meet all of the qualifications for those children to be their dependents. You can learn more about the child and family tax credits on the IRS website at irs.gov. A tax prep pro might also be of help when it comes to this credit. With today's tax tip, I'm Daria Albinger, ABC News. Talk of the town, weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. XXAM, Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.